Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path, episode 72. Yes. yes. Joined by our crew as usual, except for Jessica, who has uh, unfortunately left the podcast to start up a sloth sanctuary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> no, I'm just She would joking. totally do that, though. She, not not going to lie. definitely she do that. She would 100% do that. But she <laughs> but, but it's not. No, Jessica will return, but is not with us for this session. As Miss her already. Yes. Yeah, when last we left our heroes, all of you had managed to, uh, you'd returned back to the living portion of Wati, had spoken with the council, had spoken with Shepis and Septi, explained the situation to the, the two prominent members of the Church of Phrasma. You'd then all gone your separate way. Sudi had been confronted by the Viper, who had offered him, uh, in no uncertain terms, cake or death. <laughs> cake being rejoining the gang and death being death for everything you love. Kind of put him between a rock and a hard place, not yeah. gonna lie. Sudi stood his ground, though. Yeah, Sudi uh, did stand up for himself. Finally. You're growing. Sagira, in a combination of uh, selfishness and selflessness, offered to take Sudi's place in exchange for him helping her determine the powers of the Dark Trapezohedron that may or may not contain her mother's soul. That's uh, her theory. Of what the Viper seems to know a, uh, a shocking amount about. And that he knows anything at all about it. Yes. Yeah. Weird. Making things even more suspicious. Definitely something suspicious. He might have just been lying to her to get her back in the gang. Well, I don't think she... She didn't say that she was really rejoining so much as just a temporary team up, but I doubt the Viper sees it that way. Assisting him in finding his son. Yeah. Uh, which seems to be his most uh, pressing concern. Which was surprising that he actually cared that much because mm-hmm. like, he kind of seems like one of those guys that's like, I'm used to losing people. Well. But I guess when it's your son, it's totally different. So There was also an implication that he gave that he may be running short on time. Yeah. Maybe he's, oh, like, that's right, he's yeah. like terminally ill or something. Maybe. Yeah. Got the cancers. He needs an inheritor. It's mm. a very obscure In Viper's joke very right there. messed up way, he does technically help people. It's just then once he's helped you, you like owe him and you can never really repay that debt. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a catch 22. Regardless, though, uh, what the party was, however, waiting for was Septi, who once she had managed or said that once she managed to restore the city back to working order, had intended on using a spell to determine the properties and history of the artifact that you have, the Mask of the Forgotten Pharaoh, responsible for the sheer devastation and loss of life that has been suffered in Wati over the last week. But apparently only if you're willing to give it your ka. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but theoretically, it's been the cause of deaths for thousands of years because it's been leaking this necromatic energy, which is probably raising most of the dead in the necropolis, which has been killing people over the years. It's quite possible. Maybe. So its death tally is quite high. I mean, Wati is undead free for the first time in... Since the plague. Basically millennia. And Onuris wants to wear this mask on his face. It's fine. (laughs) As opposed to his foot. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, I don't know. If I had something that tainted, I'd probably be like, I don't know if I want to wear that. The stat bonuses are just too good. Do not be tempted by its power. Yeah. So, as we begin, however, when we very last left off, Sagira had made her way into the necropolis in the company of the Viper. Heather, what date was that on? That was the 14th of Feyrast, 4714. Very well. As we begin, a month has passed since Sagira's disappearance, entering into 
the necropolis and never returning. Well, we don't even know that she did that. She yep, just said true. she she said she she just told us she was leaving. She only one that knows who she was working with is Sudi. Yeah. And I don't know if he spilled those beans. I imagine basically after she's gone for like a week, he's like, "Okay, somebody like you guys come together. We're going to go find the viper." And then we can't find the viper either. So it's like, "Ah, come on." So you've told us that she went to work with the viper? Yeah. Probably, probably goes and, and says the whole thing about like, oh yeah, it's to rescue his son. The Viper's dying, or at least implied he was dying. There's shenanigans going on. Yeah, and Sudi doesn't believe a word of it. So let's start with Sudi. It's been, well, for all of you, uh, it took the better. It took over a week for the city to to generally recover. The initial recovery just being reopening the storefronts, ending the quarantine, letting people outside of the city, people in An and Tefu know that they can return back to Wati, doing what they could to, to restore balance and order. It took nine days to accomplish this, in large part actually because of all of your own achievements previously. The panic level for the city was down so low from your previous actions of maintaining order in the living side, and you accomplished your task so quickly when you were finally able to get into the necropolis and track down and recover the mask over the uh, the course of a very long and difficult three days, which I believe took... 20 episodes. Uh, tw- 29 episodes. Oh, you're welcome. Um, oh, goodness. Yeah, you, you spent... <laughs> You spent a good amount of time in the necropolis. Good gracious. Uh, with those 10 episodes per day battling through the necropolis, you were, however, able to keep the panic level from getting so high that the devastation to the living side of Wati was was minimal. And as such, you've been able to help in the, the recovery efforts after that, and the city is, while not pristine again, by no means, the bodies have been cleared from the streets. The Church of Phrasma is working quadruple time to try to get all the bodies restored back to their proper abodes in the necropolis. After that first week or so in helping with the recovery efforts, Sudi, you were able to now, once again, in full status as a member of the Voice of the Spire, return back to your position at the temple. I imagine continuing your training. Shep is taking a a personal vested interest in you now. Sudi's getting swole, guys. He's probably getting his butt kicked every day by Shepis. Well, that, probably that, but it's probably for a good reason, because it's like, I've got to get stronger. I've got to get stronger. Yeah, so Sudi, for the last three weeks, you... doing his wax on, wax off thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Which Shepis apparently is, like, also a master monk on top of everything else. Yeah. Teach me a ways, sensei. The last three weeks have been rough for a variety of different reasons. You've returned back to the temple. You've returned back to your solitary cell with nothing but a cot and a table off to the side and hooks to hang all your rope. <laughs> I'd, add that, I'd add that myself. That was my, like, you know, you're allowed one piece of decoration and I just have my rope hanger. Your wall of rope. <laughs> and this is the one I used to get out of Akintepi tomb. And this is the one that got us out of the necropolis. This is the one we tied up some guy with. <laughs> They're all, they're all sentimental. I'm all very sentimental about rope, apparently. This is the one I looked <laughs> contemplatively at about making a lasso and trying to pull the Sky Pharaoh down via lasso. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Could have been interesting, but no. I don't think it would have worked. Need a ranking cowboy for that. Your daily routine has effectively been waking up in the morning, going out and joining the the daily procession of the priests of Phrasma making their way into the necropolis to collect the bodies from around the walls to find places to return them to. Every priest in the city is doing nothing but casting speak with dead to try to Uh, determine whom these people are and where they can return their bodies to so that they can go back to their rests. Kind of a good use for that, though. Like, 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and speak with dead doesn't have a limitation on like how long they're dead before you. There's no. It's not like by resurrection or anything where like there's a time limit. Yeah. And so as long as they can, you know, cast the spell and find a place for them. And there are some bodies who have uh, managed to resist the spell or something. And then those need to be cataloged and kept. And then the priest, because you can only cast speak with dead on a body once per week. But uh, you've been safeguarding them as the as the dead are gone from the necropolis. However, there are still jackals and ghost scorpions and various other there, dangerous things. Apparently yeah. some Lamia that we yeah. never went and Some Lamia, there's um, <laughs> we, we do a good job of not, like if Sudi sees the dark, dark stalkers, he like <laughs> he doesn't tell anybody. No, he just does a quick little phrasma fist bump. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's, like, he's, just like, he's like marching uh, straight forward and then like over to over to his right hand side there's just like a little spiral and a fist bump <laughs> yeah. and they know to stay back. <laughs> it has been three weeks of hard labor under the sun. And spring is passing. Summer is coming in full. We've moved from Ferris to Gozrin. The inundation does not start until uh, Serenith, so you still have some time before the flood season and the planting season begins. However, every day is fractionally hotter than the previous one. Great. After spending almost from sunrise to sunset, safeguarding the priests, helping them transport the bodies, helping them perform the rituals, you are not a priest yourself. But you just walk in there, safeguard them, load it up with a backpack full of holy water to sanctify the bodies. You return back to the temple, and then effectively every night as you return, you meet up with Shepus. Shepus, knowing the dangers that you may potentially face here, he has accepted your position as being representative of not just the Voices of the Spire, but Phrasma's interests in preventing something like this happening again has taken a vested personal interest in making certain that you are as trained as possible. And he is a harsh taskmaster. Drill Sergeant ain't got nothing on him. Your evenings have effectively been training against Shepus, who uh, is unapologetically aware of your blind side and exploits it ruthlessly. <laughs> Oh, he's so, that, I mean, that's a good thing to, for yeah. me to get used to, but also, ow, I'm sure I have, like, cuts all over me. So, you know, over the last three weeks, you know, you're you're still, of course, cognizantly aware of the fact that you're missing this eye. It's difficult at times for you to judge depth of exact position where Shepis is or his movements, but you've steadily become more and more accomplished with this. And over the past week or so, Shepis has started incorporating your own abilities further into this training. You know, helping you try to pick out, like, when is the most opportune time to use, as you put it, your beginning. Uh, <laughs> when is, you know, like, when is it viable? When is it not? How do you best use it to train with your allies, bringing in other members of the Voice of the Spire to help train you against multiple targets? It has been a rough three weeks, but as you as you wake up today, you know that it has been three weeks that have been well spent in your training and practice. The little bit of free time that you've gotten away from this, you've been able to spend looking for Segura. The people of the city, your old contacts, the old gang members, they know nothing about Segura. The few old members of the Fated that you have contact with, particularly the ones that you saved from the Necropolis, they tell you that they know nothing pertaining towards Segura, but the rumors floating around amongst the Fated, even though the lower tier don't really interact with the upper echelons, those movers and shakers, or let alone the Viper himself, but the rumor is that the Viper himself is also missing. Now, amongst the temple, you've been able to go back, and of course the Temple of Bast is doing actually quite well, considering that Segura had made certain that they'd received some of the funds whenever the nobles had been giving out their own personal funds to help aid in the temples, uh, after your own actions saving them at the Candy Jackal. Uh, that was Citra. Well, yeah, Citra. <laughs> it's the collective we. 
we'll credit credit it to Segura, you know, in her memory. Um, <laughs> oh, she. Oh, you're implying she's dead. That's sad. Who knows? You do. I do. <laughs> You've been able to go back to the temple. Of course, it's somewhat notable, and I suppose in somewhat traditional Segura style that she, while she probably left some heads up for the temple that she was leaving and particularly for the leader of the temple, she didn't ever really seem to have a, a conversation with Kepri pertaining towards the fact that she was leaving. <laughs> yeah, she just bailed on Kepri. Although this may very well have been Segura's... Uh, you were given the impression that she didn't think she was going far. She didn't think she was leaving. Yeah. But, again, she just didn't return. Well, and, and Sudi having known, like, that she's most likely going to go look for the Viper's son, the son is supposed to still be in the necropolis probably been keeping an eye out during patrols but yeah haven't seen hide or hair over i just imagine Kepri's taking that pretty hard yeah it, it has not been been great you haven't been able to to go there and spend much time consoling her or even spend you are able to spend a, a little bit of time with the Darice, but not a great deal over these past few weeks this morning you wake up the uh What's today? The 11th of Gozrin, 1447. It's a fire day. The 11th of Gozrin. Knowing that this is, this should be the day that Septi is finished with her casting. That she knows what what this mask's powers are. What course, what direction you should take. And it's sadly also the day that you have to accept that you can't go seeking Sagira anymore that your path and hers have diverged and now you have to to continue the quest and hope that without you, as much as the two of you have been partners uh, literally in crime for half a decade now, that she has to, to trust in someone else and you have your own friends and companions that you have to take care of. This sucks, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Poignant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to keep it succinct. As you dress and prepare yourself, there is a sharp rap at the door. Uh, after a moment, the door opens, and the tall, muscular frame of Nikot Shepas stands in the doorway. The Inquisitor looks down at you, gives you a curt nod. Septi is ready. All right. Are you? I have to be. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. He just, you know, starts marching off. You've improved a great deal. He walks beside you, leading you through the temple halls. Not as good as I can be. And no. more training. No. Not as good as you can be. But you do not need training. What do I need then? I have taught you to the best that I can, but I cannot prepare you for every situation. You must confront your foes. You must learn your own abilities. I am a godly man, as you are. I am a spiritual person, but you are on a spiritual quest that is unlike mine. You must learn to master your call. And that is something I cannot teach you. Fair enough. You are the protector for these others. I do not think you will fail. I appreciate the vote of confidence. I wish I was as confident as you are, but then again, I don't have nearly the combat experience of you. You are young still, and unfortunately that means that you have years of conflict left. This mask is a threat beyond any that our temple has faced before. Its power is beyond our experience. Well, luckily I'm in good company. 
Yes. Except he understands more of it now. It must be destroyed. But you cannot let it fall into the hands of any who would abuse it. All right. He looks at you pointedly as you make your way towards the stairs, placing a hand on your shoulder, looking firmly into your one eye. Any who would abuse it. I know exactly what you mean. I won't fail in this. He leads you towards the stairs. Elsewhere, Citra. The last month has been a little bit more pleasant for you. Um, yeah. Falto dating. <laughs> and taking as, commissions and yeah. having a good time. <laughs> uh, as difficult as, as the loss of Sagira has been, as much as you yourself, you are, you're charismatic, you're a likable person, you have the rogue skill unlocked for diplomacy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Unfortunately, if no one saw her, then there's no way to gather information on Sagira. That sneaky little... all you really know is that she disappeared and you've unfortunately been forced to prepare yourself for other things it's been it's been a difficult month in some respects your companions are are straightforward they're dedicated they're they're locked into their cause but you look around you and see the suffering Uh, many adventurers fell in the battle against the undead many people died in the battles you can take comfort in the fact that you kept Shepus from having to use his ritual, from the psychopomps being unleashed upon the city, that mm-hmm. you kept the deaths in the city to the minimum, that you maintained order in the docks and did all you can to help out. But there's still a great deal of pain left behind in the city. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, though, you've had Falto. Yeah. Uh, the last month has been rather pleasant, considering you know you've had time to spend with the uh, with the rakish rogue that he is. He doesn't seem to possess a, as great of a person as Falto is. You can recognize his faults. Falto possesses a single skill, which is a good skill, which is a singular dedication to swordplay. Yep. <laughs> you know, talking to him, he is more than interested in telling you about his childhood spent with wooden sticks, training out in the yards with the other children. And it seems that all of his, his skill, his swordplay, his panache, if you will, was yeah. learned on the back streets of Absalom. As such, however, when it comes to this, he has no skill rebuilding houses or interring dead or really a full grasp of the local language at points. Um, she's he's been tutoring him. Yeah, he's getting a little bit better. You speak common, right? Yeah, I speak common. Yeah, so you at least can you know, talk to him whenever he's getting tripped up by the words. Yeah, that being said, he's been more than happy to help you. And the past month has given you an opportunity to use a skill set that... Uh, as much as your companions appreciate your masterful knowledge of uh, anatomy and where to stick blades and the intricacies of locks and the complex magics and mechanics involved in traps, you've not been able to utilize your artistic talent. And although you had uh, at one point, you know, utilized it to help Falto with the uh, with the symbol he still bears upon his shield, <laughs> the the two of you have managed to spend the last week or the last three weeks helping with the recovery process in the form of restoring a number of the damaged murals at the temples, helping to clean up the temples from when they were used as a refuge for the people displaced from the area directly around the city walls. 
even returning back to the canny, canny jackal and helping them restore the front facade of the building, which collapsed and uh, yep. nearly buried two people that you had to spend a while digging out while your companions were battling a mummy in the back room. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and while Falto possesses no artistic talent, he can hand me the right brush. He can hand you brushes. <laughs> Most important um, question. Did you paint him like one of your French girls? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you have been able to, of course, enjoy yourself and spend time with Valto during the evenings going out. Uh, the city itself is steadily starting to recover. And as the summer's starting to come in, the trade is really starting. Probably teaching Valto which were lies that our group told him and which were truths <laughs> <laughs> about actual Osiriani traditions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course, he's, he's more than intrigued by that. And there's a... Uh, to be perfectly honest, like every day, he's just more and more intrigued to, to head down to the market and learn the, the names for a variety of different foods or talk to the locals. When he's not engaged at this, Falto spends a great deal of time at the temples, attempting to, to determine what he can pertaining towards researching the records that are held in the temple of Phrasma, as it also serves the city city hall, yep. pertaining towards his father's expedition that came here decades past now, nearly two decades ago trying to determine what he can from the Temple of Abadar, uh, who it seems interacted with his father when uh, his father was effectively using it as a banking service to set up his own expedition out into the Parched Dunes. You've been able to help him with this somewhat. Still in the back of your mind, the knowledge, the suspicions that you have about how this expedition may be tied to the history of at least uh, now one of your companions as the other one is missing, uh, and how that might all interconnect even some suspicions that you know that falto has this this skill this drive you know that he's going to continue on pursuing this because he's he's a man of a singular focus but you also know that he doesn't seem to idolize his father so much as the concept of a father for a man who never had one and the idea that his father was this this great pathfinder who went on this expedition and died a hero out in the deserts you don't know if there's any truth to that. Yeah. Um, and you're not entirely positive if it would be better for Falto to know the truth pertaining towards it. Yeah. But as far as the two of you are concerned, it's, it's been pleasant, which is almost rough to say considering you know how difficult it's been for, for Sudi. Every time you see him, he seems to have new cr cuts and bruises or... He seems to be slightly happy about it. He seems to be a little happy about it than he was. Like, he's been working out hard yeah, for the last Yeah, look <laughs> at these guns. <laughs> yep, Sudi comes in every day just, just flexing his pecs. Trigger <laughs> <laughs> having a conversation with him. He's just flexing them independently. <laughs> Apparently now uh, Sudi's played by Terry Crews. <laughs> not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Everyone uh, loves Terry Crews. Everybody loves Terry Crews. Yeah. Uh, Today, the two of you woke up in the room that the two of you share at the Tooth and Hookah, ate an early breakfast, and then set off for the uh, Temple of Phrasma. Falto walks alongside of you as you make your way towards the Grand Mausoleum. You know, the two of you carrying on the, the usual just kind of polite conversations, holding hands. Falto is always, you're ambidextrous as you're a two-weapon fighter, so, you know, holding yeah. hands not much of a thing. Falto always makes sure you're on his left so that his sword <laughs> hand is free, just in case. <laughs> Um, paranoid adventure. Paranoid always. adventure is always new. You're fully bedecked in your armor and weapons anyway, I imagine, walking out to the city. Just in case. Yeah, I wear a mithril chain, so it's probably under my clothes. Mm. As the two of you approach towards the temple, Falto nods. Well, I suppose, of course, uh, I'll find something to do out here, as I imagine I'll just uh, standing out at the side of the door if I go up there to see Septi again. So. Yeah. Eh, 
They get very particular about who is in the meetings and who isn't. Hmm. Not really sure how I ended up in this whole situation. I just came here to explore a few sites in the necropolis, and then suddenly I'm in this group saving the city. <laughs> and now the world. Right place at the right time, and uh, I guess Septi recognizes talent when she sees it. Aw, you're sweet. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I imagine once you talk to her, you're going to determine where you need to go next. That's what I assume. Well, hopefully... Um, Hopefully I'll still be able to assist you with where you're heading. Uh, I'm hoping if, uh, if this takes you to honor Tefu that I can at the very least accompany and try to... It seems like my father didn't stay here overly long. He went somewhere else to, to set up for his expedition. Hmm. I can only imagine Tefu because it's on the right side of the river to make a, a ground expedition out into the parched dunes. That would make sense. So, uh, hopefully wherever I can go, they keep... I'm actually, to be perfectly honest, considering the bureaucracy that you have to deal with in Absalom, uh, I'm very impressed with the record-keeping that's done here in Osirian. Well, Tefu has pretty good records, too. Oh, well then. I'll leave you to it. And uh, he just smiles, leans down, gives you a kiss. I'll see if I can't scrounge up something for us for uh, for breakfast when you're done. That sounds good. Sudi and Onyurus going to be with you? Uh, Probably. Well, I'll see if I can't scrounge up something for all of us then. All right. He smiles, does his usual, like, he seems to not be able to stop himself from doing the bow <laughs> before turning and making his way off into the uh, the crowds. So you ascend, making your way up towards the steps. On yours, the last, actually, before we get down to, uh, to downtime or anything else pertaining towards all the rest of that, the, the following day, the day after you'll settle back and you return, all the rest of that, you wake up in the morning, you're going about your daily business, getting ready as you know citra and falto go off and do their date night stuff and and everything and uh on her it's not looking so great what did you do to my bird his little <laughs> he just kind of walks up to you waddles over <laughs> I, I, I don't feel don't so do good. don't do that i hate it i really uh, do i wasn't even attempting to do that i was attempting to be sick but i i don't i don't i don't feel so good and miraculously, your heal check will apply to birds. Go ahead and make me a profession veterinary check. Uh, no. I, I was able to make a heal check on Isra. No, no you're fine. No, we're just giving you a hard time. That's going to be a 30. 30? Yeah, yeah. On her, it has the ghoul fever. Wait, birds can get ghoul fever? Yeah. You can't turn into a ghoul. Oh, but okay. I was just there's a magic like a cool bird I, I flying don't around. Want my bird to die? We're not going all Alfred Hitchcock up in here. <laughs> oh, the birds! I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast remove disease on my bird. Yeah, go oh, ahead and roll. My poor, poor, go sweet, roll sweet on her. It's before we get to the whole downtime thing. Let's uh, let's make sure on her it doesn't die. Just a caster disease. level check, right? Yes. Twenty two. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> he's suffering a bit, of, a bit of ability damage. He'll recover for it since you guys got like weeks of downtime and everything else ahead. But uh, you just kind of you lay hands on him, you treat him. I need fan art of a ghoul bird, please. No! <laughs> on her, it is better. He's no. best bird. I want fan art of on Uris, like, tending to his bird like the biggest mother hen ever. 
And Bird's like tucked into a little bed, has a little thermometer <laughs> on her. It's in like the little like uh, got the little hats from like the the nurses from like, uh, the the I World hate War Two. All of yeah. you. No, I was trying to go somewhere sweet with it, and y'all took it too far. I know no. they're always so mean to me, and on her it. Yes, on her it makes a a speedy recovery. <laughs> moving on. Yes, moving on. On yours, the last. Three weeks have been blah. <laughs> that sounds about like on yours. After your difficulty with your mother. Um, I only got drunk that once. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you weren't really expecting to see much of anything of your family. You've had the chance, the ability to to do your research. You'd found, you finally found proof of, uh, if not necessarily what you've been saying, at the very least of your family's connection to the pharaohs of old having to accept that I mean in the case of your mother that that's in the case of your family that really that's going to be a great benefit to them in elevating the family's stance in the city uh, as well as the nation as a whole and it was your goal it was what you honestly set out to accomplish when you first signed up for the lottery almost two months back month and a half and you're surprised at how unfulfilling it was. Sounds about right. Ungrateful yeah. family. Yeah. Well, and just you had this idea of what what it would be like to have this proof. And then it was it was really nothing. You know, still no way to prove to anyone what you yourself believe as far as your connection to your past life. The city is recovering, and for you it feels like you're just in holding. You found this mask, you found this this quest, this goal, this thing that you believe your spirit at the very least came back for. Whether or not that's true, no amount of praying tells you. Horus is the distant falcon in more ways than one, and he keeps his own counsel. That jerk. You keep the counsel of Onhurit, who for the most part is as great of a conversationalist as an intelligence two bird can be. <laughs> yeah, he tries. He tries very hard. Need to get him like an Iune stone of intelligence that, or something. I don't have the money for that right now. <laughs> You're like, on yours. Just, just what is my purpose? And he's just like, eat food. Eventually die. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just immediately think. Uh, I don't think they ever name it, but the uh, the Lord Commander is Crow in Game of Thrones. <laughs> this is always in there. Corn, corn. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was the most egregious cut from the. On the television series. Anyway, <laughs> oh, they didn't have that in the TV series. I think I think there was a reference to it once. Oh, but like, so on her, it's not that bad. Uh, good, uh, real good. You have been able to to spend some time studying. The Temple of Phrasma is, you know, is all well and good. You've been able to spend your time aiding the temple, going into the necropolis, speaking with the dead. Occasionally, you see Sudi, but it's been strangely lonely. Sudi is always occupied with his with his constant training with Shepis. Something that you wonder if you yourself should have uh, asked to get involved in. You know, and it's never pleasant being the third wheel with Citra and Falto. Nope. Uh, We're your family. You need the group. <laughs> On your snoped right out of being that third wheel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's and, awkward. And so you're kind of in this position where you you haven't been this alone in a long time. 
you you spent years alone. You spent you didn't really even make friends necessarily in Tefu all that much. You had coworkers and such, but you didn't have people that you spent time with outside of that. And now you develop this this friendship with these people, and you realize that when you aren't fighting, when you aren't saving the city, there's still this distance. You have, however, been able to spend more time at the Temple of Wajit. Not only aiding there, but also doing what you can to do your own research into the age of this city, and in large part focusing on the goal. Sudi is perfecting his fighting, he's training, his protection. Citra, you suppose in her own chaotic manner, um, Citra seems to have taken this opportunity to almost more rejuvenate herself, to focus on her art, to focus on these things that bring her pleasure. And you suppose is kind of this energetic heart of the group. That's kind of what she does. But you now realize that not only are you the only spellcaster in this party, you're now up on the front. You, know, you can't help but sit there and feel the weight of Natron's fang. And as, as great of a spellcaster as you are, as talented as you consider yourself to be, you don't have secure skill. And you know that you need to hold the front, be able to stand alongside Sudi. As such, again, I imagine you're a little bit like, eh, I really should have been training with Shep as too. <laughs> you are also having to grapple with the knowledge that you really haven't let yourself fully settle down and accept. But now that there's nothing going on, that there's nothing pressing, occupying the forefront of your mind, that you're that mask that your father is somehow responsible for it. Our shame. And you don't remember a great deal of of your father in that previous life, of the Pharaoh Dejerdit II thousands of years ago. You get bits and pieces and memories, but the Onurus that was could have never thought his father was responsible for something like this, let alone hiding it, burying it, burying it for future generations to have to deal with. Well, things kind of went sideways with that plague. Your mind keeps going to another place, though. Your father founded the city of Wati, founded the temple here, established it, buried this here. You know that there are two other pieces of the thrice-divided soul. And you can only imagine, depending on what Septi tells you, that the destruction of those two other pieces or something may be necessary. And it's in the Temple of Wajit that you see that researching the, the history of this region, On wasn't founded until a thousand years after your father had died. Your father founded the temple of Nethys in Tefu four years after Wati. At points on a clear day, when the sands haven't kicked up, when the, the morning mist off of the river has dissipated, while you're standing within the shrine of Wajit, you can see the line in the distance that is Tefu, the place that you spent so much time previously, with its hundreds, if not thousands, of buried archives. More written works are supposedly under the city of Tefu than any other location in Galarian, or at the very least in the inner sea. So many archives buried under there that even the archivists, uh, who are only allowed to, only the members of the Church of Neth is allowed to go down there, even they do not know where all of them are. And you can't help but wonder if your answers lay buried right beneath where you once stood. It's been a great few weeks. Yeah. It's, it's not been good. At least you're not drinking heavily. <laughs> not much. Only that uh, once. And then I had the hangover from and realized I couldn't do my research, so no more of that shenanigans. 
you make your way through the city streets on this day. Your mind has been constantly pulled back to the mask, to this this thing that, that all of this seems to be circling around. For just the moment when you touched it, those visions you had before, you saw something, the history, perhaps the, the origins of this this Hakatep. And you know that the mask is is still there. It's almost as if you can feel that that extension. As if it's still out there. You can almost sense it at the temple reaching out to you. This extension, this power. And today is the day that you're going to get your answers. Maybe. Well, I can only imagine with Onyris there's a certain degree of not bitterness, but maybe a little envy. You just, you don't possess the power that Septi does. You can't just literally entreat the object itself and the gods and divine its abilities. Not yet. Although, for you, it is noticeable. Getting into a little, like, a, a, a meta a game <laughs> mechanic here. Sudi and Citra have obviously improved in their martial skills and everything, but over the course of two weeks, you went from barely being able to manifest the most, the most baseline abilities of your god to being able to literally ward people against death. It's pretty cool. And it is. It's, it's a neat thing, but you also have to wonder, does Horus know what you're coming up against? And is this his attempt to actually prepare you for... I mean, you nearly died numerous times. Every one of your companions nearly did. And you may be walking into far more dangerous things. This morning you set off, you made your way towards the temple. I imagine you kind of hung back a little bit as Citra and Falto talked. Once again, not really wanting to get involved there. Falto gives his awkward and foreign little bow and the weird kissing the back of the hand thing that he does and all the rest of that stuff before you know, making his way off into the uh, the market. And you're able to uh, to skip a few steps and catch up with uh, Citra as she makes her way into the temple to finally go in and speak with the high priestess. Good morning. Morning. You ready for this? Yes. I'm not. You're not ready for this? Not really. There's really no telling what she's going to tell ta- what she's going to tell us. It'll hopefully be the next place we need to go. Well, I thought we were already going to the desert. I guess it'll depend on what we learn about the mask. <sighs> I wish we could just like throw it in an ocean and just forget about it. And that's what they tried to do the first time. No, they stuck it in a temple. But where they it tried be found. to forget about it, which was probably a good idea. I still don't trust it. So you're not aware of all the mer people that live down in there. No, probably and, not. And the aboleths and all Do the we, other things. That's that how you get undead. Now I'm the sky sea pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the sea sky pharaoh. Yeah, that's how you get undead hippos. Do we want undead hippos? Ah. <laughs> oh, we never killed that hippo, so he never became undead. Yeah, but no. there are other hippos that have died. I'm gonna guess. What are Suthi at? Here somewhere, I would assume he's been training. Mm. I know he's been bruised every single time I've seen him. Training. He seems to be happy about it. Happy bruises. The two of you navigate your way uh, into the temple. Ascend up the steps onto the second level. As you arrive at these steps, you find uh, Sudi standing at the top of the stairs, seemingly waiting patiently for the two of you. You think he may have also been practicing his meditations recently because he's not quite as... uh, Jumpy? I don't think Sudi was necessarily spastic so much as... uh, He's more bombastic, but... It's true, yeah. (laughs) Citra, Onuris. You seem surprised to see us. No, 
No, I'm not surprised. I'm just happy to see you. Anya has to glance over towards Citra. She also glances back. Are you ready? What's wrong with your voice? <laughs> Are you ready? Are you all right? I'm it's trying really hard to be Shepus. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? This is my serious voice. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just, it's a big day. We're going to find out what we're going to be doing for who knows how long. All right. You just seem a little bit off. Eh, nerves. No, nerves would be like anxiety and moving around. You seem uh, still. Uh, I've learned to manage it better. In three weeks, Anya should start making the way down the hallway. <laughs> you can learn a lot if you put your mind to it. I mean, that is true. You do have less bruises today, so that's good. Yeah, I do my training at night. Blocking better, huh? Yeah. He, like, like glances up at his arm, and it's like you see, like, all the bruises are on his, like, <laughs> the side without his eye. <laughs> uh, I'm getting better. Actually, it's, it's more that they see that, you know, you kind of have, like, the swollen or raised areas and everything, because all of your bruises are under your fur. Oh, good point. Yeah. I yeah. <laughs> actually see the bruises. Yeah. See all the scabs and from the cuts and stuff, I guess. Yeah. Fortunately, you're fighting in a temple, so there's lots of healing to go around. It's true. The three of you make your way down the hallway. I think Sudi, more than anyone, just kind of cognizant of the the missing fourth. Sudi's dying inside. And Citra being the most, I think, empathetic of the group is probably, you know, aware that that might also be part of the the weirdness with Sudi there, where he is missing his buddy. I want my friend back. Reaching down towards the end of the hallway, a single figure stands uh, before the door, waiting on the three of you. The slender, white-haired form of Tetmanib, as the priest gives the three of you a nod. Good morning. (laughs) Good morning. All three of you, then. Mm. Did you like the picture? Yes, you are very talented. (laughs) Well, no, maybe. Uh, You could be in it. Who would know? She she did it where it was like abstract, where he's like like Tetmanib, and then there's like a psychopomp behind him. Ah, uh, I see. Quasin uh, <laughs> is in it. Nice. I hope that all of you are resting. Do you have any hints on what we're going to be hearing about in there? Oh no, I'm going to be as surprised as all of you. Somehow I doubt that. Mm, perhaps not as surprised. That's not as reassuring. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, so then, I suppose we should get underway. I suppose. Who wants to do the honors of knocking? I will lead you in. The commander and high priestess are waiting. All right. Let's go. Tetmanib leads the three of you in through the door into Septi's chambers. Shepis stands at the window once again, uh, hands folded behind him, staring out over the streets. Deja vu. You suppose they even saw... Citra and Onuris make their approach and make their way up the stairs, probably already aware that you're here. Septi sits behind her desk uh, and glances up. Sitting upon the desk is a finely carved large teak box, large enough to contain a pharaonic headdress. She stands to her feet as you make your way in. Tetmanib steps in behind, opens the door, steps in before all of you, waits for you all to pass, and then closes the door behind you. And it's now just you, the three priests, and the large statue of Phrasma off to one side. Thank you. 
for coming. Of course. I think we all want uh, some clarification on this thing. Yes. I have divined what I could pertaining towards it. All that I could pertaining towards what happened to it. My knowledge is incomplete. Even after all this time? My divinations are able to show me the legends pertaining towards something. Whomever, we believe Dejerdit II, was responsible for trying to erase this Sky Pharaoh's name from existence was very thorough. Mm. Not complete, but enough so that it even fools some potent divinations. Wow. It does not help that the mask attempts to resist it as well. Double wow. So what have you been able to learn? Still what I feel is a great deal, but unfortunately less than I would like. This was the true funerary mask of the Sky Pharaoh, Hakatep I. It was carved for him and interred with his mummy in his tomb upon his death. Do you know how he died? No, this does not tell me. It seems that upon Hakatep's death, grave robbers entered his tomb, seemingly not intent upon this mask or even the treasures. I cannot determine exactly what happened, but they seem to have attempted to communicate or they forced the Pharaoh's soul to return from the afterlife and attempted to garner information. They trapped a portion of Hakatep's soul, his ka, inside of the mask, and took it from the tomb, breaking the spirit of Hakatep into three pieces. His ka, of which we have here, and his ba and his ib, of which we know not where. So the creation of this mask was completely unintentional? It was not Hakatep's intention. It may have been the intention of the grave robbers, who must have been powerful to be able to command magic strong enough to bring a soul back from the afterlife and then divide the soul. But to what purpose? Why would they do that? I'm uncertain. I do have some some inkling perhaps of whom is responsible and that would be the mask seems to respond negatively to those who worship the all-seeing god nethus which may explain why nethus it ended up in the temple of nethus's hands and they hid it chepis turns back around to face all of you and if the temple of nethus were safeguarding this it would be a fair bet that the Temple of Nethus was also responsible for its creation. We know that Dejerdit II was a priest of Nethus. He may have been responsible for attempting to trap the soul of his predecessor and utilize his power. On yours would scowl. We do not know the details. But it seems like the Nethians were responsible for the creation of this artifact. It seems like the the mask was taken and concealed beneath the the sanctum of the 
a rude-eyed eye here in Wati at its founding. Once again at the command of the Jared II. Sounds like he messed up and then tried to cover his tracks. But in the process, if what we believe here is true, also then tried to erase all mention of Hakatep the First so from the pe- record books. So people wouldn't know what he did, because I- I'm sure that process turned Hakatep into something. We don't know what type of pharaoh Hakatep was before he died. They may have been simply trying to call his soul back to trap it so he couldn't be raised or turn into a mummy afterwards. And instead of working the way they wanted it to, it split. Hmm. It is also notable the the few words that we have of Dejerdit II. He and his sect may have been responsible, the the priests of Nethys, for the creation of this, but he seemed to have regretted it. In his note, he says that it should be treated with reverence, but conceal it with your most trusted secrets and valuable treasures. Do not attempt its destruction. Do not be tempted by its power. Let our scandal remain forgotten until this obscenity can be undone. They never intended to make the artifact. But also didn't try to destroy it. How can it be destroyed? Most artifacts are nigh impossible. He implies until this obscenity can be undone. Which may be the reunification of the three parts of the soul and return to the underworld. I have been able to determine a means by which to achieve its destruction. Oh. It is precisely as Onuris theorizes. Nigh impossible. So long as the soul of Hakatep I remains sundered, the mask of the forgotten pharaoh cannot be destroyed. So we got to bring Hakatep back together. Yes, its Ba, Ka, and Ib must be reunited. Which might be extremely dangerous. We don't know much about him, and for... My father to have gone to such extremes to prevent his return. I mean, as far as we know, such a thing has never been done before or since. Precisely. And once again, we don't know whether or not Jared II was attempting to prevent his return or attempting to safeguard this item until he himself could undo this, quote, obscenity. We do not know. There is no way of knowing where his Ba is. She gestures towards one of the wall murals, depicting Phrasma holding court, surrounded by these, they almost look like psychopomps, except for they seem to be birds with the heads of men. Hmm. The Ba spirit leaves the body. It is the most free-roaming of all elements of the soul. The Ba is the heart of, would have been the heart of Hakatep's personality, his, his reason. The part of him that was the most him. It could be anywhere. There's no way to track it down somehow or lure it out? There is a possibility. Why do I get the feeling we're not going to like it? Magic will not assist you in this matter. There must be a reason that this cult of the Forgotten Pharaoh exists. As Sudi informed me, they seem to imply that there was a a forgotten pharaoh that is separate from this sky pharaoh that you confronted, this Kufri wearing the mask. He seemed to have been possessed by the... by Hakatep's call. If there's another leader to this cult. It could be the Ba. The spirit of Hakatep himself. 
And he may not even realize that he's going against himself. Or Precisely. he wants it to reunite himself to become even more powerful. Exactly. He wanted. He may have wanted the mask, because then he'd have two of the three pieces. Which would lead to the third, and that is the only one that we would know exactly where it is, or could know exactly where it is. What do you mean, could? The Pharaoh's ib. His body. Which must be in his tomb. But that's been lost. The location, anyway. It has. But not everything that is lost will be buried forever. As we discovered at the mask. We know little pertaining towards Hakatep. However, a single word came to me during my legend lore. A single name. Just a sec. Wait, we, we've heard that before, haven't we? Have we? <laughs> okay. Where did we hear that before? I don't know, but it sounds really familiar. Uh, Wasn't it in the Crazy Lady's Ramblings? Yeah. Sagira's grandmother. I mean, if it was going to be anywhere, it's probably in that. Oh, look. A handout appears. That was in the ramblings of Sagira's grandmother's head. That's a probably rarely stated statement. We just popped it open like a cantaloupe and just looked at it. This was talking about... The crypt of air and deeper into the dunes, the shifting sands, the parched dunes, and then it says the tomb of Chisisect. The crypt of fire and the shadow of the sightless sphinx. While information on Hakatep is nearly impossible to find, I have been able to find a small amount about this Chisisek. And who was Chisisek? He was a famed architect and constructor of tombs. Could he have built Hakatep's tomb? Quite possibly. We know that he was uh, well-renowned, although he seems to have passed millennia before. There's no reference of him during the time of Dejerdit II, so he may not have outlived the pharaoh, Hakatep. Well, we found that place in the necropolis that had the records of things that were built. Was that only in Wati, or did that extend past- Only in Wati. <sighs> Something like that would be in the archives in Tefu, but... Yes. The Nethians, there's so much information there, they don't even know everything that they have. The only direction I can truly see for you is attempting to access the archives of Tefu. Those have records dating back to the time of Dejerdit II and before, and may contain the location of Chisek's tomb. If you could locate his tomb, you may be able to find from there his greatest accomplishments, which would have included the construction of the tomb of Hakatep. And from there we can get the location to then go there. Sounds like a plan. You should be able to secure his his ib once you arrive there. His ball, however... It may just find us. From what I can determine, there is a singular issue. She seems somewhat hesitant, although Shepus looks over towards her, looks back towards all of you. If the ball manages to retrieve the mask, we'll regain a great deal of his power. Well, the ball reunited with a car, that makes sense. It'd be at, the spirit made whole. At which point, if they should choose to use the ritual powers of this mask, they could reunite with the Ib and Hakatep would be reborn. Which, depending on what kind of person he was when he was alive, could be ruinous. Quite possibly. And for the pharaohs to have tried to completely erase him from existence, 
we can assume that he wasn't yes, a pleasant person. But we don't know that. They could have been doing it again just to cover up their own mistake. Hakatep could have been just fine. Citra is quite possibly correct, although I must state that one can only imagine the state of this creature's soul. Well, yes, I'm not saying he's a good person now, but he could have been in life. He very well could have been, but he's been he's broken. a fractured creature. Yes. And if he were to return to power... It would not be good. And he would turn his attention probably fully to unseating the Ruby Prince and gaining the throne for himself. We cannot imagine the devastation if his if his call were willing to raise an army of the dead to regain his position. What else would he be capable of? Or willing to do. Precisely. I feel kind of bad for him. It's unfortunate. He did not wish this upon himself. His eternal rest was interrupted. Maybe we can do him a favor and put him back to rest. What you are offering for him is a mercy. He may not see it that way at first, though. In his fractured state, most assuredly not. Alright, so the current plan sounds like we need to go to Tefu and find Chisisek's tomb. And then once we've located the tomb, go find Hakitep's tomb. Hopefully take what we need from Hakitep's tomb and then... What happens if we put all of the pieces together? Would that not still, still reunite him? It would reunite him, yes. But if you have defeated the Ba and ensured that the Ib was not animate, effectively forcing him back into his own tomb, you would be able to return him to his sarcophagus, return the mask to him, and if the ritual of the call pulse is not enacted, then he will be put to rest. Then his three fragments of his soul would reunite, and he would go on. And Phrasma would restore the balance of his soul. He could return back to the eternal rest that all pharaohs deserve, alongside Ra. Alright. I mean, this doesn't sound easy by any stretch of the imagination, but... Well, it sounds easy, but doing it is definitely not going to be. No, I mean, so, but at least we have a path forward. So the Nepheans aren't going to ha- let us have access to the archives. <laughs> no. Tevinib shakes his head. The Nepheans and Tefu are of a, a particularly secretive and It's not going to be lot. as simply as walking <laughs> in and saying, we need to check the archives. No, no, you couldn't. No, no. <laughs> So then how are we going to get the information we need? That's a good question. I mean, I could break in easily enough, but I don't want to. I doubt it very seriously. There are public records available there, and perhaps you could start there to get direction. It could take a person a decade to search through all of the archives and references in Tefu. You will need to narrow down your search. Yes, I was about to say, I don't think we have that kind of time. The high priestess of the Temple of Nethys is Deca Ankerat. Did we? Ever, did I ever meet her? Or did, I guess technically we ever meet her working no, in the archives? Not, not as low-ranking as the two of you were. She is not only in charge of the archives, but she is also the high priestess of Nethys. She is also the governor and Hatya of the city. That's a lot of titles. She possesses near limitless power within the city. 
What are the chances that if we spoke to her, we could get permission to do our research? We'd probably have to wait months to get an audience. You could attempt it, and if you would like, I would provide you with a writ of introduction. However, it is it is unlikely that she will be cooperative, but perhaps you could make a, a viable case. However, Shepis holds up a hand. The Nethians were responsible for the creation of this artifact. They I wouldn't cannot. want it to come to light. The Nethians do not believe that there is any sort of bad magic and would consider the destruction of a magical artifact to be anathema and blasphemy. Yes, well, they didn't have to deal with hordes of the undead, so I think they can sit down. <laughs> well, I mean, That's the Nethians most... don't consider necromancy to be any different than any other type of magic. They won't care. It's magic, and it's an artifact, especially an artifact created by their own church. If you approach the Hatya, you cannot let her know of the mask. Oh, I had no intention of letting her know about the mask. I mean, we'll have to figure out... If we did that, we'd have to figure out a way to say what we're after without actually telling her why. Well, we don't have to mention anything about Hakatep. We're just looking for Chesek's tomb. Of immediate concern, however, is also this cult of the Forgotten Pharaoh. They will continue to seek the mask, especially if they're led by the Ba. I have sensed their attempted divinations. I am powerful enough to thwart them. She reaches down a hand, unlatches the front of the teak box, and lifts the cover. Within is the pristine and peaceful-looking visage of Hakatep staring up at you. The artifact was hidden before. But you must take it with you if you are to reunite it with the other pieces of Hakatep's shattered soul. Are we sure that's safe? No. And once it is taken from the sanctum, the divinations of this cult, which are powerful, powerful enough that I wonder perhaps if it's even Hakatep's Ba itself reaching out to try to find it. It's very possible. When worn, the headdress protects the mask and its bearer from divinations. One of you must wear this. But I'll do it. I, but wearing it, I thought the the temptation is going. I'm to not be going good. to give it my soul. Well, we don't know that. Uh, this more, is an artifact. Remember, you said so yourself. It's powerful. More importantly, it's very noticeable. The mask and the headdress are separate. If the headdress is worn and the mask is not, it is still noticeable, but at the very least somewhat easier to obscure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we have to do something, though, because, I mean, people don't just walk around wearing that. I know, I just don't like the idea of wearing it at all. I mean, they said that the temptation would be great. You don't trust me. I don't trust the mask. It, it Have we not already established it's extremely powerful? It may be taking you over and you don't even realize it's happening. You have to give it your soul. I think you might be giving it already. No. No offense, but we don't know that. We do. No, we don't. This thing is far beyond us. No offense, but you're not even as powerful as Septi. And no offense, Septi, but I don't really trust you wearing it either. Someone has to wear it and we have to take it with us to destroy it. I don't like this. You could elect not to wear it. But, but then, then we'll, we'll be probably, found. Yeah, we'll be found. 
it may allow you the opportunity to have a confrontation with the the cult, although it would not be on your own ground. I mean, we could eventually, if we had the setup, we could set it up to ambush them yes. or something. So but I don't know if we're ready for that yet, but I still, it just worries me because of the warning from your father himself. Yes, to not be tempted by its power. Yes. I'm not planning on using it. You don't know if you're being tempted. No offense, but you were very eager to put it on in the beginning. To stop the call pulse, which is exactly what I did. Yes, but we don't... Again, this is powerful. Maybe you don't even realize what it's doing. Then temptation. That's how temptation works, is that you're, you're there just a little bit, just a little bit, and then suddenly you're over the edge and nobody knows how that happened. It just scares me as all because it's powerful. I know you're when a good person, When I put person, it on the first time... It spoke to you, didn't yes, it? Yes, because it's an artifact and that's what because they do. Because it's tempting you. I'm not going to use it. Maybe you don't realize it. What if, what if it push came to shove? And so we either get attacked by something. these cultists or I wear it, Citra. That's our two choices. I'm just saying that we should be careful. I don't like how eager you are to put this thing on because it makes me feel like you're tempted already. I'm taking this burden upon myself. Yes, it is not just your burden. We are all of Osirian. You are not the Pharaoh. While you were once, you are just the same as the rest of us. And we I will all have an do responsibility whatever to it takes to protect these people. And what about us? So then you, you wear it. It is an option. I'm just saying that we should think about this carefully. Maybe we should all take turns wearing it to make sure that we aren't all tempted all the time. Horcrux. It's not a horcrux. <laughs> we don't know that. I have to break up that right now. Hor- that was the horcrux plan right there. But I mean, it Everyone makes sense. Turns. Like if we share the burden, otherwise it turns into a Frodo situation. So <laughs> we all know how Frodo turned out. Either one of us becomes Ron or one of us becomes Frodo. <laughs> we do not know the full extent of this mask's powers. We do not know how it will react as it grows closer to the Ba or the Ib. Shepis nods. Your options are to not wear it. And risk the cult. Or for you to wear it. How you divide that up, whether it is one person's burden or multiple people's, that is your own choice. It is noteworthy, however, that any time that the mask is removed the headdress is removed then you're opening yourselves up to the opportunity that you will be defined and we don't have any idea how powerful the Ba is or whatever's divining it I hate to say it but tactically it makes sense to wear it we can argue over how we wear it but I think being able to set up and fight this cult on our terms is more tactically sound than being surprised I don't disagree, it just... I know that it's not good or bad magic, but it is power. And if there is one thing I have learned in all of my short years on this earth, is that absolute power corrupts. And I don't want any of us to be corrupted by this. The object. Its divinatory protections are self-defense. It is something it can only access when being worn because it does not possess now enough spiritual energy 
to provide it to itself. It must siphon that energy off of the wearer. It does offer other powers. Those must be willingly used. Understand that. It's not something I intend on doing. I'm not saying you intend to, but I'm saying that if it tempts you enough, you may do it without even realizing it. I would like to think I have some measure of self-control. Well, I would too, but I don't know that. No offense, but temptation is temptation. If you don't want to come with us because you're scared of this mask, then I'm don't. I'm scared for you. I don't want you to turn into the next Takatep. Just a few minutes ago, you were saying he's a nice guy. I said there was a chance. No offense, but I don't know if your father was all he cracked up to be either. On yours would whirl on you. Whirl all you want. <laughs> <laughs> she wouldn't actually say that <laughs> If he was involved in the creation of this, maybe he had some secret you didn't know about. Yes, and your family tried to assassinate him. We don't know that either, Yes, do we? we do. We have the records. No, we have the records that he did something bad. But we don't know if he was scapegoat for your father. I'm leaving. You can leave, but you're not taking that unless we all agree. I'm not going to stand here and be insulted repeatedly you about my duty insulted. to this nation, about my family. I get enough of that from my so-called mother. Yes, your so-called mother who did take care of you all those years. And then left me in the desert to let me go to the desert as a 15-year-old to die. You walked out. She let me. Regardless, I'm taking this mask and I'm going to Tefu. You can decide whether or not you're coming. Apparently, I need to watch you, so I'm coming. I'm not part of this argument, but I'm also coming. Sidi Kantar, I would like for you to act as representative of the Grand Mausoleum. You are the voice of Phrasma in these matters. Very well. I this can do that. artifact is a danger to all the living. He leans forward. Deal with it. Yes, sir. He nods. Septi looks over the group. There's a final action that I have planned. I would wish for one of you to take this and to don it. And then when you leave, that person and the artifact will not be able to be defined. I am then going to take this box. Someone must report to the Pharaoh. And I have informed the Hatya, rather openly, that I intend to go to him and bring to him the object responsible for the devastation that was caused to the city. I cannot be divined when I choose not to be, but the cult has ears. You're using yourself as a diversion. They will think that I have the artifact which will allow you to find the tomb uninterrupted, but they will still have eyes in Tefu. The voices, some of them will be coming with me to safeguard me. We will attempt to draw as much of their ire as possible to allow you as much time as we can. I will be beyond your ability to communicate with or contact. You will be on your own. I pray that I've provided you enough information that you may be able to make a right choice from here. But my magic will be beyond your reach. I will give you as much time as I can. And if I should manage to reach Sothis, I will inform the Pharaoh of what I know. It is my responsibility as a loyal citizen 
of Osirian to make certain that our king knows what dangers are confronting his land. And if we are fortunate, he will dispatch the Rizin Guard, and I can return with a sizable enough force to deal with the forgotten pharaoh if it should come to that. She puts this nicely. Shepis puts it bluntly. If you should fail, I wish you all nothing but the best. May Phrasma smile upon you, and may fortune guide you. You were not meant for this task. But we have it. The Age of Lost Omens is upon us. We must make our own heroes. She circles around the side, produces three finely wrought Phrasmin holy symbols, and gives one to each of you. There is no magic in these, but Phrasma will be with you. Go with the Lady of Graves. And yours would step forward and put on the headdress. You pick up the cold, cool metal headdress. As you place it upon your head, you feel this strange tingling sensation again. And the material, the, the lapis lazuli and the finely wrought gold and silver that is comprised of, gains almost the consistency of cloth as it falls about your head. Staring up at you is the mask, the face of Hakatep. He would pick it up and slide it into his bag. I'm going to chart a ship for Tefu. I'll find you all when the arrangements are made. And then he would leave. Thank you for that. For what? For not saying anything. He can wear it if he wants to. If he gets tempted, we'll just take him out. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not exactly That's lawful neutral to... response. <laughs> I'm not exactly wanting to murder my friend. Oh, no, I didn't say murder him. I said knock, it, knock him out, we take it off. If that's something we can do, it's an artifact. I don't know anything about this. You know I don't know anything about magic. I know, and I don't know enough either. That's why it scares me. I don't want anything to happen to him. And I... you know how stubborn he is? Oh, clearly. You saw how you reacted. I know, I didn't mean to make him mad like that, but I worry about him. <sighs> He's like me. He's got a higher calling. He he feels... Pulled, re- yes, I know, but Responsible also, I think. Well, we all feel responsible. But for him, it's a family thing. I know, but still. I mean, for, I mean to him, it's, you know, he's... He's found out that his father is, well, his older father, the chair there's, the there's more going know. on than we thought there would be. So he feels responsible. He wants to go he, and take out of it himself. And the only thing we can do is help him out because we're also in, the, in this with him. I know. Just, I don't want him to turn into Sagira's cousin. I mean, I don't either, but I'm hoping that it doesn't instantly happen and it has, like, I don't know, some build-up. We start noticing changes. There's something we can do there, but... But then you have to back me up if you see him acting weird like that. Well, I will, but he's not acting weird. Well, he's... I mean, he's being aggressive, but that's, I mean... That's just him. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to back me up. I don't want him to get hurt. Okay. All right. I'll back you up. All right. But we're going to be fine. You're supposed to be the upbeat one. Well, it's hard to be upbeat when I'm worried. Uh, I wish we knew more about this. 
I didn't like the fact that Shep, that uh, Septi didn't find. Wait, are we Almost. still in the room? Oh, I thought you were still in the room. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, <we> <laughs> you look over there like, oh, Cynthia, yeah, I forgot you were standing Let's there. I thought we walked out. I let splice in that we like walk into the hallway. Well, okay, so I suppose at that point you're you're stepping out. Sudi, so as you go to close the door, you kind of glance back over your shoulder. You make eye contact with Shepus. He doesn't say anything. Just locks eyes with you for a moment. And in your mind, his voice comes back. Any. Who would abuse it? He gives like a, a nod of acknowledgement and then closes the door. And then Citra rounds on him. <laughs> <sighs> I really wish that we knew more about this item. The fact that Septi is the most powerful cleric I know and wasn't able to find out almost anything about it. Well, very, very concerning. Well, I mean, I guess that was the whole point of hiding the mask was that people even like her couldn't figure it out. It's almost like he was forgotten. <laughs> There's yeah. no legends about him. <laughs> it's a lore. Yeah. We probably need to gather some supplies and everything for the journey. I mean, what, I mean, we're going to another city, though, right? I mean, how well, much I mean, do we really need? For the boat ride. I don't oh. know about you, but I want some snacks. <laughs> <laughs> how long is this boat ride to Tefu, anyway? No, it's it's only a few hours. Oh. Okay, yeah, I was like, I was like, you don't even need. To okay, you, well, you can all you can almost see Tefu from oh. Wati. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then I probably wouldn't have said any of that. Yeah. I mean, on is maybe like two I mean, days. You still might want snacks. You still might. Want <laughs> snacks. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're not a flight attendant that's going to be dropping by, being like, "Would you like some nuts?" <laughs> or I guess pretzels. Now they don't do nuts anymore because allergies. But the two of you make your way out down the steps, almost reaching the exit to the temple. You're not positive. If he possesses some sort of teleportation power. And you're scum. <laughs> but somehow Tetmanib grabs your shoulder before you step out of the temple. Ah! <laughs> oh, oh, it's you, Tetmanib. Hi. Yes. That's creepy. <laughs> it's me. Can, can I help you? I would like to see you off before you go. Okay. <laughs> yes, I suppose that does sound ominous. <laughs> I love Kwasin. Okay. All right. I mean, we'll let you know when we're going to depart. I will know. I will see you there. I see how it is. He kind of like looks like right <laughs> to his shoulder. He has a 50-50 chance of getting which shoulder it is and just kind of does just like a little like, hi, hi, like a little short wave. <laughs> I think I may be able to assist you as you are <laughs> making your way into the belly of the beast. I mean, we'll appreciate any help we can get at this point. That's very true. Good. <laughs> yes, I think it's time. He turns and makes his way back off into the temple, snickering to himself as he leaves. I could have sworn I closed the door with him inside of that room. I thought you did too. Creepy. <laughs> Rick's making the little like ooh ghost like <laughs> yep oh goodness yeah he uh he pass walled straight through the floor and you know, <laughs> apparently he's also got some ranks in wizardry yeah. <laughs> he teleported dimension door who knows travel domain not Tra a phrasma domain <laughs> I was gonna say travel's not phrasma gotta love the travel domain I was gonna say the the hop thing that you get the space dimension door is awesome to be perfectly like honestly with the travel domain just the 10 foot extra movement speed by itself is amazing yeah so the two of you make your way off to go and find 
uh, I suppose enjoy your your last evening possibly here to go make some uh, Onuris going to go and make some arrangements for for ship travel to a boat to take you to to Tefu a city uh, dominated not by the faith of Phrasma but the faith of Nethus a city that has uh, one of the largest libraries in the entirety of the inner sea a city where the church not only dominates the primary economy uh, and religious structure, but the high priestess of said church, who may be antagonistic to you, is also the head of government. Yay! Uh, Sounds like such a wholesome, awesome place to go. How do we always get the good places? <laughs> <laughs> As the two of you set off down the steps, deeper in the temple, a solitary figure descends down a long flight of steps. Unknown to Sudi or Citra, or even on Eurus. This figure makes his way down into the deepest depths of the, the Grand Mausoleum. Makes his way into some of the deeper chambers where the bodies of the dead are stored. The figure stops in one of the chambers, glances around the brightly lit room, where at one point recently, refugees and the sick were kept during the outbreak, the plague of dead that came from the Koppels. Tetmanib looks into the far side of the room where a solitary figure and some form of creature sit upon a stone platform. He smiles and approaches. <laughs> so the divinations have been read. <laughs> no, it seems my friends will be going to Tefu after all. Hmm. I suppose before we go, I should return these to you. He produces a small bag and offers it over towards the figure who takes it from him. The ashes of Meritetef. I'm sorry. I could do nothing for your friend. And we'll pick it up here next time. Whoa! Why? Are, whoa, whoa, whoa! Why are we being told about things we're not in the room for? This is new. <laughs> because it's for someone else who is in the room. Bum bum bum! Uh, what? It's so creepy, man. <laughs> we're starting off on a creepy foot. Creepy foot.